Hey, what's up, Blank Bodies listeners? It's me once again, Hunter, and I've got a quick couple updates for you guys before we get started with our interview today. So, first off, this week is Gen Con, and so to celebrate, we're doing a little bit of a giveaway. So we've got a copy of The Fall of London, an adventure book for Vampire V5, as well as a dice box and a dice tray. If you're interested in that, go follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're going to be posting pictures of all the stuff we're giving away, as well as how you're going to get your name entered in that. There's a couple ways to do that. We'll also all be at Gen Con over the next couple days. So if you want to come say hi, uh, maybe we'll try out a board game or something. But I'd love to chat with you guys, and I'm sure the others would too. We also recently launched our Patreon, and it's been super, super encouraging so far. I really appreciate anyone who's been able to donate to us. really makes me want to keep improving and doing what we do here. So I thank you very much. And one thing you'll notice is our patrons were able to submit questions for Batsy for the interview today. If that's something you might be interested in, go and check us out over there. We're also working on adding some more benefits. And we're always open to ideas if there's something you'd like to see in a Patreon benefit. Also, the second half of our crossover with COJ Roleplaying is taking place over on their channel. So if you want to hear us playing Blades in the Dark for the first time... Uh, go check out them. Those episodes are going to be showing up on their channel. It was super fun to play with them. I really appreciate them running that for us. Uh, if it's half as fun to listen to as we had playing it, I'm sure it'll be a good time. So definitely go check them out. And finally, the Dark Universe Project is doing a casting call over on their Discord channel. Uh, Dark Universe Project is a series of interconnected live play games. There's a couple in the works already and they're doing a casting call for a couple new ones. So if you've ever wanted to throw your hat in to a uh, live play game, they're looking for people for those games and you might recognize a voice or two over there as well. But I've put their links down below and definitely check them out. Uh, and who knows, maybe you'll end up on the show yourself. I think I've talked your ear off enough, so let's get into our interview. Thanks for listening. Have a nice day. Very good. I mean, nervous, uh, as it's only my second interview oh. in in another language than my native one. So, yeah, a bit nervous, but it's gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my second interview ever, so we're about on even there at least. Yeah, <laughs> cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess a good place to start would be um, in your eyes. Tell us about uh, Shreknet and what, what your goals are for it and that sort of thing. Okay. Um, the goals about Shreknet is um, it's um, still a, a big, big, big development 
process. Um, we would like to develop a database so people could actually log in, uh, create some accounts. Um, we have already worked on some uh, boon management so people could offer or obtain boons from other members from ShrekNet. Um, uh, I'm also working, well, not yet, but I will be working on an art gallery because we have some um, members of the ShrekNet who are very, very talented artists, and I want to promote that. Uh, I want to give them a lot of credit because they are very talented. And I think a gallery would be really cool. Um, let me check my board, what else we got here. Uh, yeah, I also have some ideas about um, some some masquerade content like uh, law sheets and background to use in games. Yeah, all the rest is a bit, a bit techy, so <laughs> I want to know you with that. But yeah, I have a lot of things uh, to work on, so it's uh, a big project, but a lovely one. Uh, you'd mentioned we earlier. Is there more than one person on the team right now? or I'm working alone on the website, but I have people helping me a lot because I'm not a developer. That's not my job. I've never studied how to develop a website. I've been helped um, to learn the basics, and then I, I practiced by myself on free time. That's how I started ShrekNet, actually. I wanted to practice the bit of skills I had, and uh, I found it funny to um, create the ShrekNet I was using uh, as as I was playing in Nosferatu back then. And uh, yeah, that's how I got to create the first pages of the ShrekNet, who were not online back then. But sending pictures over the internet, some people got interested, and um, I tried to find some ideas of content that could interest people other than the Chronicle I was playing in. And yeah, that's how I got it online uh, almost three years ago now. Yeah, I did a little bit of uh, web coding in college, a little CSS, but you're like way past what I did. I got to, like basic layout and was like... I'm really not even sure. Please don't look at my code. <laughs> Don't look for it. look at it because it's not pretty at all. I think everyone I know who does code would probably say just about the same thing. <laughs> but uh, you mentioned you were playing a uh, Nosferatu at the time. Uh, one of the yeah. questions we always ask people: um, What's their favorite clan? Would you say that's yours then? Yeah, definitely. Okay. That's really the clan that feed the most to me, I guess. Not because of the ugliness. Well, people won't see me on webcam right now, so... Yeah. Uh, but um, the Nosferatu are, of course, hideous um, monstrosity, but they are um, a community, a huge community. They share everything. No matter if they are part of the Camarilla or the Sabbat or anything else, they are um, one clan. And that's something that I, that's kind of a motto to me. Like people would have, uh, would need to share more things um, around the world. That's why I started TrekNet and the Global Brew because I want 
everybody to share the same passion and share everything they like and their art and their music and everything. So, yeah, that's one aspect of the clan that I like most, the community and the curiosity also. Nosferatu are really curious. I am too, so, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, one of the questions we had from our patrons was from Brian, um, and he does a lot of woods working. He does, like, custom dice boxes and that kind of stuff, so I think Ooh. it's... Uh, he did some really nice coffin ones. Uh, we got a couple of, but Sweet. one of his questions, I think, kind of falls in line with that is um, when you're going into a project aimed at a specific uh, genre, um, so like your website for um, World of Darkness and Vampire mm -hmm. specifically, do you make like a list of bullet points, like aesthetics that you're trying to hit? Or do you kind of just go into it and kind of add those things in as you go? A bit of both, I guess. I try to respect the, the aesthetic that I started working on at the very beginning. So the green on black screen. But um, I'm still looking for some improvement to make it more easy to use for for people especially on on mobile devices a big struggle to me <laughs> but i i do a lot of research about how i can do things and test i, I do a lot of tests uh taking a bit of code here and there and mixing them together and i see if it works on the website or not and then i deploy it online. <laughs> Another question that um, we always try and ask people is, um, how did you get into World of Darkness to begin with? That was a long time ago. Um, I was in middle school. I was around 13 or 14. And um, some of my friends played role-playing games like Warhammer and D&D. And one of the friends one day uh, got the, the V2 Vampire the Masquerade book and had us play one game. And I completely fell in love with the, the universe, the aesthetic, the goth punk um, mood of the game. And I felt really attracted to it. So I got my own copy of the book that I still have. And... And then I didn't play many games back then. Uh, I waited around 15 years until I got to play for real Vampire the Masquerade. And I got back to it pretty hard because I didn't know much. I didn't know there were like other bloodlines. <laughs> so I heard about the Salubri and the Cassie and I was like, what the fuck, what are those? <laughs> There was so many things to learn, and I'm still learning. Um, it's funny because people think that because I run the Treknet, I'm a, a Nosferatu expert, but I don't know everything about them, and I'm still learning. And um, so, yeah, I got to play uh, a Nosferatu a few years ago, and, yeah, I fell down the rabbit hole into the Warren, uh, Warrens, excuse me, 
And yeah, now I'm stuck down there, but uh, it feels so great. That's awesome. So I think that's that's pretty common for a lot of us. We we kind of talked about that too. Is like a lot of us played D and D. I know one of our other hosts, John, his parents played like D and D and stuff when he was a kid, so he kind of grew up around it. But uh, yeah. World of Darkness was always the books he wasn't allowed to look at. He'd have to leave <laughs> when they played that one. It's funny because uh, you mentioned the kind of like goth punk aesthetic to it. That's kind of what brought me into it. Is I was really into like punk music and industrial and I saw the book I was getting into D&D and I saw these books and I was like what are all these books that look like ministry albums so yeah started- definitely I, I'm really digging the Tim Bradstreet's uh artworks for the v2 and v20 uh editions they're absolutely gorgeous and I think they really depict um the whole filthy dangerous mood of the world of darkness yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah, that's what I love the most. Uh, um, do you have an experience with V5 or do you mostly play uh, V20 or something? I do have experience with V5. I have played uh, Gangro uh, in oh. V5. That was really cool. I really love the hunger system for V5, actually. Um, that's a hell of fun to keep track of the hunger. And I think it's it's more accurate the hunger system rather than the blood points because uh, if you are old enough vampire in v20 you can have like 15 blood points and as long as you feed once a night you're good and you can do whatever you want but in v5 you really have to be careful about what you do how you use your disciplines and everything and it's adding um yeah a lot of dangerosity and that's really fun to play so uh one question i have is if you were to give a single piece of advice to someone new to the world of darkness what would it be um wow that's a tricky one actually i think they should start with v5 because it's more appropriate for um people who are not used to the world of darkness but then after they play v5 go for v20 because it has so much law so much interesting things to discover it's really fun to play and i recently discovered dark ages and uh, it's even more dense so if you are curious yeah go for it i've never actually played any of the uh, historical settings they put out um <laughs> I have played all the different editions, or at least a mix of things, before V20 and V5, but, um, yeah. And the, which one was your favorite? Um, that's tough, because I actually, I started with a group, and we couldn't agree whether we wanted to start with, uh, one guy wanted to run Requiem, and another guy wanted to run, like, Classic. So we actually had okay. two games that we would alternate weekly for a while online. So it's kind of interesting seeing the two and trying to keep them separate in my mind. It is, they are still things that I get confused between the two. That's <laughs> how we were playing. Um, I think system-wise, V5 is definitely my favorite. And one thing we've been doing on the show, but um, a lot of the lore from V20 and original is still canon in V5. So you can mm-hmm. take a lot of that content and just roll it forward. Some of those you can even mechanically kind of ignore a lot of the extras they put in that and just kind of roll those stories forward, which I like. Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. Um, even though there are some bits of law in V5 that I dislike, such as they destroy Treknet. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was in the early beginning of uh, the, the Treknet creation. I was making my third or fourth page uh, of the hub when I heard about uh, the V5 release announcement, and I was excited. And then there was this video of Matthew Dawkins uh, explaining what happens in V5. And then he says that ShrekNet got destroyed. And I was like, oh no, what am I going to do? <laughs> but um, I'm lucky enough people are still interested in ShrekNet. <laughs> yeah, I've always had a bit of like a personal headcanon that ShrekNet mm -hmm. still kind of exists, but it's now just Nosferatu exclusively, and they've just made yeah. it even more secret. I, that that's that's kind of what I've always thought they would have done, but been like, okay, no one else can have this. This is all ours now, and just kind of hide it even further underground. That would be wiser, indeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's a Toriador of Intru snitched. Oh yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting. I have a feeling we'll find out more about that in the second Inquisition book that's coming up, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm really curious about this one, actually. Uh, I'm a bit afraid it's going to be like the Sabbat one, like you can't get to play the second, the second Inquisition. Um, I think it would have been cool to have some rules to create some hunters to, to play. I could imagine a game where um, people start as human, as hunters, from the Second Inquisition, and they get, uh, I don't know, embraced by the Sabbat. And then you have to be the kindred you were hunting. That would be fun. Yeah. So I know they put out um, rules for making humans with mm -hmm. the uh, free update book they came out with. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see like actual playable hunter rules. Um, I think the longest game I've run as a DM was actually um, Hunter the Vigil from the Chronicles mm -hmm. book. I've had a game that's gone... We've taken breaks, but I think we've been playing on and off for about five or six years now. So wow. uh, that's always fun. So to, if we were talking, if they do release those rules, we may pick that game up back again, but this time with V5. So uh, That would be fun to adapt, yeah. If you could run a game of any system you wanted outside of the world of darkness, what would it be? Your favorite non... I actually have several games I would like to play slash run someday, uh, such as uh, Cult, Divinity Lost, um, Alien, uh, Star Trek, and uh, what else do I have? The Expanse. I'm a big sci-fi nerd, so... <laughs> I got the those books. They are amazing. And so far, I haven't been able to play a game. And uh, I would love to someday. Yeah. And maybe Cult for, for in first place. I've read a little bit of the Cult books. I use it to kind of steal some stuff for my uh, Hunter game. But yeah. I've, I know it's not that one's not as popular in the US as it is outside. Mm. Um, I've heard it's got, like, big Call of Cthulhu vibes when you kind of start playing it, but... Definitely, yeah. But even darker, grimmer than uh, Call of Cthulhu. Totally. And I've listened to some podcasts 
I don't know if I can give the name of the podcast. If you like, sure. Okay, it was a Red Moon role-playing podcast. They played uh, several games of uh, Cult, and they are absolutely amazing. Okay. Uh, if you're interested, just go for it. They are really great. Um, a few of them have been run by Matthew Dawkins himself. Okay. Who wrote some of the scenarios, and uh, it, it's really good. Really, really good. If you could have any discipline you wanted from World of Darkness at level one, what would it be? Obfuscate. Obfuscate? Okay, yeah. Yeah, easy one. <laughs> that one's definitely the easiest to get away with in your day-to-day anyway. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I think the second one, who, which would be cool, maybe Protean. Wait, are you talking about V5 or V20 disciplines? I'd say either. I'd say either. Mm. Because Protean uh, is quite different. Um, like the level one, you can choose between to discipline yeah but i guess eyes of the beast would be nice too um, what about you oh i mean obfuscate's the obvious one but if i had to choose a different one i would maybe say viscitude oh okay uh, it's a little wilder one but you can do so much with that <laughs> we have a player in my home game currently who is trying to hide um a uh, shotgun in his arm. <laughs> okay, why not? Yeah, sure. He can't reload it or anything, but it's kind of a one-time Iron Man, like, oh, and then run and hide. <laughs> Blowing the whole arm off every time he shots it. <laughs> I mean, it takes nice. too, but it's a, it's a good escape plan. <laughs> uh, you mentioned uh, the community over at uh the global brood um yes. do you guys host like any kind of events over there streams anything like that not yet i do have some plans for streaming maybe some podcasts too um so far i haven't worked on this yet but i really want to do this yeah uh because we have many players of course among the brood uh even more since Blood Hunt released uh, a week ago. And uh, I think it would be fun to have um, the brood playing together, either video games or RPG games. That would be really fun to do. I like internet playing online. I haven't gotten to play a lot of games online. Uh, I had some like in-person games that we had to put a hold for COVID that we moved online for a little while. But yeah. um, organizing purely online does seem like a lot of fun we um we're talking about running a couple games over on our server um there's one we're talking about taking turns being the storyteller so it's like all right you run things you everyone gets like a higher up tier vampire and you get to give like the story for this game and then when it's someone else's turn you can bring your like neonate in and play as them so we're all kind of building like a little world together that's a fun idea, yeah. It's a lot of work, but we're... we're, we're yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I haven't run any game at all in my life. Uh, that's something I want to try, but... Uh, I want it to be so perfect that I, I haven't come up with a good story yet, for now. <laughs> I've, uh, I've run a ton of games. I still don't think I've ever run a 
game that went the way I thought it would, but players always <laughs> find a way to kind of pick a new direction. But that's the thing that scares me the most um, because I'm not sure I would have um, the skills of improvisation as well. Maybe I will try someday. Um, I think one of the things that helped me a lot was just running like modules first. Mm-hmm. I started. We used to run second at D and D, and I bought up a bunch of the old modules while they were cheap and we would just play those and i think that got kind of got my feet wet enough that i felt like i could start writing my own stuff yeah uh, but i was i was i tried running a couple games on my own that i had pre-written and they were a complete mess so i switched to the <laughs> modules but yeah maybe i should try that um run the modules first that's a good idea i think the best to start with is call of cthulhu the modules are very tight, and it's very hard for your players to wander off in that setting as much. So kind of, I think a mystery is good for that, because they're like, all right, we're going to figure out this. And even if they go somewhere else, you can be like, all right, well, I'll just take these clues and move them to this building you went to instead. And okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, when you make your characters for when you're playing, do you have like a specific inspiration, like movies or comic book characters or something like that or do they kind of you come up with a concept and then bring those inspirations in later um it's rather more a concept rather than a, a character from a movie or comic book uh, but then i sometimes get inspired by some characters like the gangrel i used to play uh, was re-inspired by one character from the strain tv show I don't know if you've watched this. It's a vampire-ish TV show uh, where people get infected and they have to drink blood, but they are they look a bit like the vampires in Blade 2 movie. Oh, okay. okay. No, I don't. I haven't, I haven't seen that, but what's it called again? The Strain. Oh, The Strain. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I have not watched it. I remember when that was coming out. I haven't finished it yet. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay but yeah there is one character uh like uh, a mexican thug and uh i got inspired by this character for my gangrel and i also played a la sombra uh in a hunter game who was inspired by um Bullock from the gotham tv show oh cool yeah I really loved Bullock in the, t- in the TV show. So as I was playing uh, a bad cop, um, I thought that Donald Log was really portraying what I wanted to play. That's cool. Sometimes I'll come up with like an archetype. My current character, I'm playing Adventure actually, and I had been watching a um, adaption of The Most Dangerous Game. I was like, I kind of mm-hmm. like this idea, but I kind of ran with it and I read some of the Chronicles book. Ended up making a. Uh, do you, I don't know if you ever read at any of the Ashwood Abbey stuff from uh, Chronicles. No, I never heard of it. They are a group of vampire hunters, but they don't do it for any moral reasons. Uh, they're just all like rich people who do it for fun. It's sport for them. They're like, well, I, I have so yeah. much money, I can have anything I want. I might as well do this to feel something. Um, okay. I thought that would be an interesting kind of take. Yeah, indeed. I think we're about at the time we were aiming for. Um, before I go, is there anything else you'd want to mention? Um, yeah, just one thing. Uh, a little game I have on the ShrekNet for people who like riddles and puzzles, uh, which is called the Aranta Shadow, uh, which is an actual 
treasure hunt game uh, mentioned in the Nosferatu clan book. But uh, in the book, it's uh, it mentions uh, yeah a treasure hunt where neonates are asked to get an object from another empire in town, and they have to get it back to the old Nosferatu of the Warrens. But here on Shreknet, you don't have to find an object. You have to find um, someone or some place, which is often um, from the law okay. of, of the books. And uh, you have to crack some codes or scan some QR codes you find and uh, maybe have to do some research on the Internet. And uh, it's a bit like an IG, more simple. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. I hadn't seen that. I'll try and... Yeah, you should, because if you are in my Discord server, as you mentioned earlier, but you are still a ghoul on my server, if you play the game, you get to get embraced. Oh, nice. And have, and have a special role on the server. And also, your character is added to the Brood page on Shreknet. Oh, awesome. Did you... Uh... So yes, come and have fun. <laughs> That kind of reminds me, did you ever play uh, the MMO, The Secret World? Yes, just a bit. It was really hard. And uh, yeah, the Aronta Shadow is far more simple than The Secret World. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember some of the puzzles where you had to like go look up Bible quotes. And... Oh yeah, no. that was hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also played another game like that, which is called The Black Watchmen. Uh, oh. You are an agent and you have to investigate some uh, laboratory and every mission gets even more complicated than the the previous ones it's really really difficult but it's really really fun i really love this kind of games yeah i love little puzzles like that when i was a kid i used to have it's like a magazine it would come like bi-monthly but it, each one would be like a little mystery and you had to read through the story and solve puzzles. And then at the end, if you could put it all together, it would reveal who was the murderer or whatever. If you had to solve oh. all the puzzles through it and put the puzzles together for it to give you the right answer. So you could read That's the story and get to the end and still not know if you didn't do the puzzles properly. Oh, nice. Yeah, one more thing about the Aronta Shadow that I'm thinking of is that um, some Aronta Shadow you get to play uh you can have some sort of side quest and if you do it successfully you get uh an npc character sheet that oh. you can add in your campaigns and another project i have for the aranta shadow is actually what i call the aranta academy because some people are not um experienced enough to solve some encoded uh, sentences so the brood and I will try to make some tutorials video to explain how to use um, and how, how to use some tools that are on Shreknet and how to solve the the Aronta. You'd mentioned uh, you'd recommend doing that through like like a desktop, not the mobile version. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You can try with your phone, but it won't look good at all. Well, you mentioned QR codes, and I imagine it'd be hard to try and scan your phone, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Before you go, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, thank you for having me. And we're going to link your socials and that stuff down below. Is there um, your Discord servers or anywhere else people can find you? Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you.